What an incredible salvation God has given to us. God's glory had dwelt in the tabernacle in the Old Testament, in the temple. But now, now the glory of God, the Lord Jesus Christ now, would dwell in the hearts of men. As He would come and give His life for you and me. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Merry Christmas. We're delighted to celebrate with you today as Raul reflects on the world-changing miracle of Jesus' birth. Together, we'll worship our Savior as the shepherds did that long-ago night when they knelt before the baby Jesus bundled up in a manger. Stay with us to consider God's matchless gifts of forgiveness and salvation. Let's listen as Royal Reese begins today's message, The Newborn Baby. As you look at the Gospel of Luke tonight, uh, chapter 2 may well be the most familiar, beloved portion of the Gospel of Luke. The story is old, but it is ever new, and God's people never get tired of it, especially if you're a Christian for a long time. Every Christian, this story should be read by every family member. For this right here in chapter 2 is the true Christmas story. So on Christmas, don't read Matthew or John or Mark. Read the Gospel of Luke. He gives you one of the best and most in-depth studies in the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's incredible. Let's begin by reading chapter 2 verses 1 to 24. We'll come back and we'll expound. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered or taxed. And this census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. And so all went out to be registered, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house of the lineage of David. To be registered with Mary, his wife, who was with a child. And so it was that while they were together there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloth, and laid him on a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And now there were in that same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And then the angel said unto them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all the people... For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped up in swaddling cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace, goodwill towards all men. 
And so it was when the angel had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us not go to Bethlehem and see the thing that has become to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. And when the eighth day were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Verse 22. And now, when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him before the Lord. And as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called the holy of the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and two young pigeons. Now you notice how much is in that little story, and yet there is so much that is going on in the story. First of all, we have Jesus' birth that drew Mary and Joseph to the city of Bethlehem. To me, it's amazing how God works divinely. How God stirred up Caesar Augustus and Quirinius, the one that was governor of Syria at this particular time, where he actually got stirred up and the whole country was stirred up for people to be taxed. And God used that taxation to stir up Joseph and Mary to move from Nazareth over to Bethlehem. Why? Because she was almost due with the baby and the baby according to the scriptures would not be born in Nazareth or the Galilee. He would be born where? In Bethlehem. Imagine that. Everything works by divine appointment. Nothing by coincidence here. In Genesis 3.15, he said, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Speaking of the defeat of Satan by Jesus himself. Already made the proclamation. Then again confirm in Hebrews 2.16, For indeed He does not give aid to angels, but He, Jesus, does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Why? Because Abraham prophesied that through his seed, all of the world would be blessed, as Jesus Christ would come through the seed of Abraham. Secondly, God promised that Jesus would be a Jew, not a Gentile. In Genesis 12, 1 and 2 and 3, Abraham said, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, far from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you, and you and all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Notice that. Through Abraham, the Lord would bless his family all the way through. Three, 
God promised that he would be from the tribe of Judah and the family of David. Genesis 49.10 says, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes, Jesus, and to him shall be the obedience of the people. Notice that way back in the book of Genesis. Then again, David, in 2 Samuel 7.1 to verse 8. And now it came to pass when the king was dwelling in his house, and the Lord had given his rest from all his enemies all around. That the king said to Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells inside the tent curtains. And then Nathan the prophet said to the king, Go and do all that is in your heart, for the Lord is with you. But it happened that that night, that the word of the Lord came to Nathan the prophet, saying, Go and tell David my servant, Thus saith the Lord, Would you build a house for me to dwell in? For I have not dwelt in a house since the time that I brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. Even till this day, but have moved about in a tent and in a tabernacle. Wherever I have moved about with all the children of Israel, have I ever spoken a word to anyone from the tribes of Israel, whom I command to shepherd my people Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus shall you say to my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took you from the sheepfold, from following the sheep, to be the ruler of my people over Israel. And I have been with you wherever you have gone, And I have cut off all your enemies from before you and have made you a great name like the name of the great men who are on the earth. Moreover, I God will appoint a place for my people Israel. I will plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more. Nor shall the sons of the wickedness oppress them any more as previously. Since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel and have caused you to rest from all your enemies... Also, the Lord tells you that He will make you a house. And when your days are fulfilled, and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you, who will come from your body, and I will establish His kingdom. Who's that? Solomon. Then he said this, He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of His kingdom forever. I will be His father, He shall be my son. And if he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the blows of the sons of men. But my mercy shall not depart from him as I took it from Saul, whom I removed before you. And your house and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. Your throne shall be established forever according to all these words and according to all the vision. So Nathan spoke to David, speaking of Solomon, all the way to Jesus Christ, the promise of God building a house for himself. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Roll Reese. We're committed to enriching your faith with God's life-giving Word. Call 800-634-9165 or visit somebodylovesyou.com for resources, including Rawls' inspirational series, delving more deeply into the events of Jesus' miraculous birth. Let's continue now with the final part of our message, the newborn baby. And then fourthly, God promised that he would be born of a virgin. No consummation sexual encounter between husband and wife, 
Isaiah 7, 14, 750 years before. Therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means what God is with us. It talks about it here. Look again at verse 6. And so it was that while they were there in the days they were completed for her to deliver, that she brought forth her firstborn son, and they wrapped him with swaddling cloth. Why would they do that? Believe it or not, medically, it's to actually firm the limbs. And actually, when the baby was born, it was to actually put the limbs in place so they would be strengthened. That's why they would wrap the babies like that. And it's funny because you begin to see that as Jesus was wrapped, you know, with swaddling cloth, then they laid him in the manger. And the word translated manger here is a stall. It could mean either a feeding trough or an enclosed place for animals are kept. And I believe that's where it was, where they kept the animals. This is where Jesus was born. And then look at verse 8 through 14. Now the second part. The birth that drew the angels from heaven. Who were the first people to come to the initiation of the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Well, according to Luke, it was the shepherds. Imagine that. Who were the shepherds? The shepherds, at this particular time, they were actually watching over the lambs. They were sacrificed in the temple. What a beautiful picture. Imagine that. John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus, said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Jesus becoming the Lamb of God. And here God Himself, out of all eternity, uses the shepherds to be the first ones to be informed by the angel Gabriel. As he came and he spoke to them. And shared concerning the Messiah being born. Now that we're in that same country. Shepherds living out in the fields. Keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold an angel of the Lord. We believe this is uh, Gabriel again. Stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone all around them. And they were greatly afraid. Can you imagine? Here they are. I mean they're not educated people. They're taking care of sheep. And all of a sudden, the whole area lights up with the glory of God. The Shekinah glory of God. And behold, the angel came, and the Lord stood before them, and the glory of God shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Verse 10. And then the angel said unto them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all the people. Now what is God doing? God is going to the shepherds. And the shepherds will be the first ones to do what? To take the message out to the people. Notice that the nobodies will be the ones to take the message of the Messiah being born. Verse 11. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Christ the Lord. There it is. Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. The Lord, Curious. Luke uses the name Jesus over a hundred times in the Gospel of Luke. And the word Lord, Curious over a hundred times. And yet, the disciples, not once in the Gospel of Luke, ever called Jesus by name. 
Always Lord in the Gospel of Luke. Over a hundred times. Pretty interesting. Verse 12. And then this will be a sign to you. What sign? You will find the baby wrapped up in swaddling cloth. Lying in a manger. Notice that. But suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts. Praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards all men. Man, don't you wish there were recorders at that time? <laughs> Can you imagine recording the angels singing that great song, glory to God in the highest and on earth and peace? How amazing! The angels must have been amazed when not only they saw the glory of God, but to recognize that the Creator of heaven and earth, now incarnate in the flesh, is right there in their city. And they're going to get to see Him. And they're going to get to behold Him. And yet the best commentary and the best response from our hearts was to do what? As they saw the glory of God, is to do what? To worship the Lord. And the shepherds were not easily fooled. They knew what was going on. They were not that dumb. They were smart. And so when they came to the shepherds, immediately their heart was touched by the Lord. As the Messiah was now to be born as the King of Kings and the Savior of the world. Notice first of all, one angel appeared by the name of Gabriel. And then he gave the glad tidings. And then the chorus of angels began to glorify. And they joined in an anthem of praise. This is a song given by the angels to worship the Lord Jesus Christ with full power. The whole purpose of the plan of salvation is what? To the glory of God. To the glory and to the praise of God. Ephesians 1, six says, To the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He has made us accepted in the Beloved. What an incredible salvation God has given to us. God's glory had dwelt in the tabernacle in the Old Testament, in the temple. But now... Now the glory of God, the Lord Jesus Christ now would dwell in the hearts of men. As He would come and give His life for you and me. Part 3, look at verses 15 to 24. Jesus' birth not drawn by the shepherds from the field. Let's begin reading verse 15. And so it was that when the angels had gone away from them into heaven... That the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, when the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled, and those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But check this out. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Mary means bitterness. She would suffer tremendously as she would watch her son, Jesus Christ, be killed on the cross. And then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as I has told of to them. And when the eight day was completed... For the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Notice the confirmation of the child Jesus. 
These shepherds are good examples for us to do what? To imitate today as worshipers of God. They received the message by faith that God sent to them. And they responded immediately, how? By obedience and by faith. Believing the word of God. Then they after found the baby, they reported what? The good news or the gospel. To who? To others that had not been there. And then they humbly returned to their duties. Not as old shepherds, but as new men. Going back to the same old job, but now as true worshipers of God. Can you imagine what a difference that was? To know that those lambs that are going into the temple to be slaughtered, that one day behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. As they would watch Jesus Christ humble himself and give his life up for each one of us so that we could not only receive eternal life, but remember what Jesus also said to the Samaritan woman. Those that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is the spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The word truth means in reality. God has to be real in my life. That's what it's all about. And now Mary and Joseph, after they circumcise the child, look what it says again in verse 22. And now when the days of our purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they... Did what? They brought him to Jerusalem to present him before the Lord. You know on Sunday mornings in the third service we dedicate children. That's where we get it from. We dedicate them unto the Lord. Why? Because they're just infants. If they were to die they would go to heaven. But we dedicate them so that God in bringing them up in the ways of the Lord. Those children from the day they were born. And dedicated until the day they die. We're making them not only responsible and accountable. But we give them to God so that God can use them to bring glory and honor to His holy name. Now the reason he talks about this time of ceremonial uncleanness is because when a woman in that culture had a baby in Israel. Seven days of ceremonial uncleanness were observed up to eight days when the child was circumcised. The woman would be bleeding. According to Leviticus 12, 1 through verse 4. But then, also, Mary, remember, was poor. She was poor. Joseph and her had no money. And the turtle doves that were brought to the sacrifice were the sacrifices of the poor. Only the rich could buy the lambs and the goats. But the poor could only afford a bird or a turtle dove. And what a beautiful picture of the turtle dove according to the book of Leviticus 12. It is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ when He goes to the cross. And what does He do? He brings redemption to every one of our lives. The Redeemer. A type of things to come. And not Jesus Christ fulfilling what He said in the Old Testament. What an incredible sacrifice. Jesus Christ, the sacrifice of the world. For everyone and anyone that wants to come to Jesus Christ, he can do that by admitting that he or she has sinned against God. And then Jesus Christ can be asked into your heart and he'll save you and he'll cleanse you and he'll wash you and he'll write your name in the book of life. And you have the promise and the confidence that if you were to die today, you would go to heaven. That's the promise he gives to us. 
Well, if you don't yet have a personal relationship with Jesus, we pray that on this Christmas Day, you'll turn to Him in repentance and faith and trust Him as your Savior and Lord. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To review the message you've heard today, call us at 800-634-9165 and mention today's teaching title, The Newborn Baby. We'll send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. Now, for further encouragement to receive God's gift of salvation, we'd like to offer you Rawls' four-part series titled The Birth of Jesus Christ. Available on either CD or an MP3 flash drive, this study clearly outlines what the Bible says about Jesus' mission to rescue us from sin and death. As you explore how Jesus perfectly fulfilled prophecies of a global Messiah, you'll see how He's uniquely qualified to redeem your heart and life. Get in touch with us today to order The Birth of Jesus Christ four-part series. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you the CD collection for a gift of $18 or the USB drive for $10. That's 800-634-9165. Our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. This is a listener-supported ministry, and it's a blessing to have you partner with us in sharing the gospel through these programs. Join us next time for our continued focus on Jesus' saving love, zeroing in on the surprising experience of a group of ancient astrologers. We'll see that when we seek the truth about Jesus, we will find it. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.